Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how are you? We're there. Hey, Not that up. Job. I got that. Everybody, round of applause for Rob. I work on the production side. Uh, hello, folks. Welcome to uh, the EKM debrief live of round number four of the Supercarts USA uh, Pro Tour Summer Nationals from Newcastle. Uh, the lighting we have here is pretty aggressive. You want more, David? I just noticed that you were louder than I was, so you know, a little little mic over over on my side. First, uh, first shout out coming from Gary calling up in Canada. Good evening, gentlemen. His son Owen having a birthday. The old dog, awesome. Ryan your bug from Racing for Vets. You're pulling that T-shirt a little later on. Uh, all right, folks, getting things underway here. We got the first day of the uh, the second weekend of the Pro Tour in the books. We got the results there. Um, anytime I do races, that they just kind of happen. So David will kind of lead the way on the reports. I'll try to bring in some information as I remember. Uh, when, when we get going here, Dave Roman Coat tonight for me, Margarita. Okay. Now, did you make it yourself? No, or it's a pre-mixed. Pre it's a pre-mixed one. I didn't feel it's sad. Listen, we're getting what home. masters drivers do. We get home at like 7 30, 8 o'clock at night from the racetrack. I'm not gonna I couldn't like I mean listen, hold up. I'm making ceviche in the fridge. That's a pretty big step right there. I did a lot of lines on that one. I'll have that later on. Uh so and again, getting things underway for the uh, the fourth round. David, a couple of new names jumping in that weren't at the first race. Uh, a couple of guys not here as usual, which is interesting. Um, and then the track. The track itself, that's kind of the biggest key, obviously. Uh, and then that Talks a little bit about, about rubber kind of going down. We did the super mile, the 1.1 mile, 17 turn corner where they turn right, turn four, and go through the oval, over the ski jump, and into the uh, the right left combination seven and eight. That was a really interesting part of the racetrack. Much different here this particular weekend doing reverse national. I've never seen the track ever driven this way before. It's been, it's been done, but I've never seen it. I love it. I love it. It's, it's, really, just, it's just something new and different. It is different. You know, we haven't done it. I mean, we've, Newcastle's been here for, what, you know, 16, almost 16 Probably years. Probably more than that. Yeah, yeah. So this like is that. like yeah. 16th season that yeah. it's been, that been around. Uh, Pro Tour's been here since 2015. We've always done the National or the Super Mile now. Mm -hmm. Got to change it up. We, yeah. we have 48 different layouts to try. Let's do something different. So and I think because, you know, we're always going the same direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go the opposite direction, it throws a different, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to have, a, as we're seeing, not everybody who was fast no. last weekend. Heck no. Yeah. Is not fast. Got, some guys are struggling. Actually, literally struggling. So it's a great change. It's a great mix up because we obviously don't have the opportunity to go to different facilities yeah. right now. We're at the same facility. But you have three different rounds of racing counting today, tomorrow, and Sunday. So it's it's great. I love it. And a much different start because we're starting on the straightaway. So our finish <laughs> line is actually on the track. The part of the track that's, that's parallel to the actual racer's grill, the, the primary building. That's that's the old, the old uh, st uh, start finish. The rundown into now the I-70 hairpin in the opening corner. And I, was, I was actually surprised that we didn't have more incidents. I thought there was going to be a lot more. I think the pushback bumper certainly helps. I think that helps. People are trying to keep off yeah. bumpers. You don't have guys coming from 20th, 10th uh, in the corner. So that, that certainly helps. Yeah. But um, it's it's a unique situation because I don't think there's very many tracks now that we go to that have a hairpin as the opening corner. We used to have it at Super. Yeah, they got rid of weight. Somebody, I won't say who. Said, uh, yeah, you know, when Scusa came here, they're like, no, we we can't have we can't have the old start finish line. We have to have the new one. So that's when they yeah. moved it on the yeah. long straightaway after I seventy, and and so now that we're at the old start finish line, or at least finish line, finish starting line, line obviously down the straightaway, yeah. and I think it's working. You know, the shifters, little bit of issues going into I seventy on the opening corner in the main event, but other than that. Just your normal, typical, everybody fending for the, the same That's real it. estate. And you, get, you still, because that, the way the hairpins lined up, the huge straightaway afterwards, not like the Supernatural, it was always like that little short shoot afterwards. You simply can't just throw it in there because you're going to get passed anyways. Because it's such, you got to get out of that corner. And then it's a long run back to the scoreboard corner, which is normally it was 15 and now it's turn number four. So uh, we saw a lot of guys kind of settling in there. Uh, talking to some guys, David, I know, you, I know you went around the paddock. I did the same thing. Um, some guys saying that the rubber is finally starting to go down. That they think potentially by Sunday we could have a lot more rubber down. Did you take kind of the same feel? Oh uh, yeah, it was just just that it's it's a different feel because we're we're going in a different direction, so it doesn't quite have that that feel of a normal racetrack because a lot of the rubber is on the exit. It's on the exit now, yeah. Instead of the entry, because the last three rounds yeah. were the opposite direction, so that's. 
but I think more so it's a lot of these corners at the Newcastle, it, it almost is, is banked or dipped to where there's like, some guys were saying it's loose and then it grips up and then it loses, and then it loses grip as this morning. Yeah. Talking right. to people. All right, that's interesting. So I, I don't, I didn't really talk to much people at talking about how it ended up at the end of the day, but um, it's, it is, a, it's just a unique situation that uh, we're in because a lot of these people have never been. And thankfully they have practice Thursday practice. Yeah. So everybody's kind of accustomed to, to what the track layout is doing. And it's just a matter of what, uh, you know, how the track is going to change as the weekend goes along. Uh, Marianne Gilmore asking what the drink of choice is. She came out a little bit late. Marianne, margarita, David, rum and coke. Shocker. Super shocker. Uh, all right. So here's the one thing, too, weather-wise. Uh, we had a re- another great day. We, Dave, we talked about it the whole time last week, and every time we look at the schedule and we're scrolling down to this week, it's going to rain for like a full week. Uh, we literally had a pretty good day today, 70 degrees. We got to the racetrack, ended up being like 82 by the end of the day, some cloud cover. Uh, overcast, yeah. It was overcast. overcast throughout the day. Yep. Towards the end of the day, the uh, the clouds started to break up and the sun came through. Uh, and uh, sunny tomorrow, based on just based on when I got my iPhone, and then the potential for some precipitation on Sunday. Uh, Teddy Ted, straight up. No more draft in the last lap, which I really like. It was the, it's a, the last lap is much different this time. That's, that's the part I totally love about different. it because, yeah, you can draft up early on the last lap, draft up, you know, up to I-70 and then coming back. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to get through the rest of the racetrack in order to be there at, at the finish line. And now for micro and mini, it's a little bit harder because those guys are almost essentially flat out through the last couple of corners. Feels like it, yeah. But for the faster categories, as we saw even in shifter, you know, you, you, you can go for it. You can go for it. And even X30 Junior and X30 Senior, guys were guys were making a move. Yeah, and there were passes. Coming to the checkered flag. Yeah, not so much in the right-hander. But in the left-hander setting up, some guys dive into the inside. It was actually a pass like right in the last corner to dive in. So, all right, David, jump in here right now. We'll, we'll go with micro script. I've kind of lined it up to go micro mini. Um, this was kind of a, a, a wild deal because there was a lot of action coming up front. We don't really know the entire inside scoop on what happened because one of the particular drivers got a DQ. Uh, we don't know the, the whole thing. We've heard some heard some stuff, but we're going to try to go to, to the race control tomorrow to get more of an update. So it's not really for us uh, because we don't know the actual – what ha- exactly happened, the penalties that were laid down. Uh, we don't want to kind of go to that. Um, in the end, but there was a lot of, a lot of penalties. I, be- I believe Vivek Canton ended up with the race win on the racetrack. Um, Isaac Malkit was in there as well. Asher Osteen. Uh, it ended up with, a, I, I, you have all the stuff. I, I heard there was a pushback bumper penalty. I heard there was a potential. Um, well, we'll start with <laughs> blocking. I heard blocking. We'll, we'll start with the provisional winner, which was Vivek Canton. Okay. Uh, he had a pushback bumper penalty three seconds, so had the win taken away that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly how they crossed the line, so I don't know that. Let me look. Oh, look, let me look at here. So, yeah, I believe it was Canton across the line first, right? Canton was across the line first, so that, but again, yeah, see, they adjusted the time, oh, so they, I, well, I can't it? do that. So, and Weinberg was second. Weinberg had a, and I'll just read it as the app tells us, unsportsmanlike conduct after finish. Okay. Um, so we'll, that's the issue. We'll, we'll, we'll find a little bit more information. I have one side of the story, exactly. but I'd like to hear the other yeah. side. I want to get, I want to simply get, and even get the officials. Christy, 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 here you go. Christy Lynn Weinberg says unsportsmanlike conduct for Carson Weinberg. He deserved it. All right. So we, again, I don't, I don't, we, we've heard what we've heard. Kristen, I appreciate you giving us that. I don't know what that exactly happened. We're going to go to the race control to get their, their full call on that. So well, I like that she says he deserved it yeah. because that would mean that the penalty was was valid. Yeah. So I guess that that's a positive in, in that light of sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, but again, we'll, we'll we'll get the official. What else so <laughs> there's a ton. There's a ton. So seventy five. That's is Malkit. Malkit. A pushback bumper penalty as well. Okay. Uh, what did the 49? 49 shots yes, blocking, driving down with number one, three-second penalty. So blocking penalty for him. Okay. So I think that was the lead group, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then – Yes. Yeah, so why we, – we got – yeah, so we got the four different drivers, and then left over was Jack Iliff with no penalties <laughs> and over. essentially was, I think, fifth. Fifth. He was P5. Crossed the or line fourth fifth, fifth, moved yeah. up to first. Yep. So that – is the hard breakdown of the micro class, which is, it's, you know, you don't want to see that in micro. We hadn't seen that all last weekend. So 
Just more, more comments from Christy Lynn Weinberg. She says uh, he admits his emotions ran too high. So again, that's like, I get, I don't know. We, I, we don't, I, I personally know we, we heard stuff in the paddock. Of course, people are coming to us like they always do. I want to go listen hear from Bo Barfield and John Maisky before we say anything. But again, like I've always said this before, it's just, it's, we're talking about micro or mini drivers, especially with different ones in that particular category because it's, they're learning. That's, it's a learning, it's a learning experience and, and hopefully a teaching experience, a teaching experience and teaching opportunity as well. That's my feeling. But how do I don't know how. Aside from all of that, Ilif becomes the fourth different winner. Oh, uh, he, he won the final race. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think, it's, I think he went back to back. I think he went. I was trying. I think he went back to back. So he's the point leader. Uh, second, second, first, first. I don't know. The points are on my laptop. I can't open them. Second, right second, first, first. I'm almost sure. Uh, but good to see Isaac Malkin in there. I didn't have multiple wins. Second, second, first, okay. first. He won three, gotcha. four. Now I get it. Right. Uh, Isaac Malkin not able to make it. Not able to make it. So he ends up uh, coming in and actually running up front, which is great in, in the middle of the fight. Um, a little bit of the same with the with the mini swift category. Um, in the end, Parker Long gets the race win, but he he wasn't going to win the race uh, coming down the straightaway out of the uh, the, the hairpin last lap into turn four. Uh, you got some notes. Uh, it was it was pretty wild coming into turn four. I didn't on, on see exactly lap. what happened. I was coming up, but yeah, it was. Uh, I believe the scoreboard corner is where everything. Yeah, happened. in the scoreboard corner, the left hander. Uh, I want to say it was Kefera potentially coming in first. Kefera, but here, Kefera went to the inside. Weldon. Well, that's right. Picked up a lot of pace uh, since uh, last weekend. I mean, they were there at the end of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. But even now on this racetrack, well, they've picked up more speed. Fast lap of the race. Yeah. He was coming, like literally coming through the field and was the man of the move, worked his way up. Last lap, Gaffaris on the inside of four, probably too far to the inside. But anyways, Weldon goes way to the outside, and then as they come around, everything gets crazy. I want to say it was Max Garcia, I think, that got into the back of uh, – of, again, at the race – yes. I, I would call yes. so many races, I don't saying. remember. I'm pretty sure he got into the back – of Garcia, I mean, got in the back of Gaffera coming, you know, turn into the corner, pushing off the corner. They make the run up to turn number six, and all kind of hell breaks loose at that point. People going left and right. And uh, were there penalties? Why did Weldon end up going? Well, I don't, he ended up in 18th. But yeah, but they were. Uh... So they, they all go wide. Of course, they get pushed out, camped from the outside. They all get caught up a little bit. And Weldon, of course, is on the outside. And then Gaffera gets pushed kind of outside to him. And. <laughs> All of a sudden, the long there P4 turning into the apex, and there's no, there's not put nobody in front of him. And I think was it Gaffer? I think Gaffer was almost trying to hold him off, and then there was a bit of an argy bargy in six or whatever. But it was the long end up end up essentially getting gifted the lead. He's he's worked his way to the, to the front many times. Parker had this time he just literally got gifted with the incident that happened in front of him. Yeah, just kind of how the the race unfolded we'll take it. and yeah. Celine Hanna was right there to take advantage yep. as well and, and slotted up into uh, in the second position and Garcia up to third. So really the, the top three there weren't expecting to be on the podium when the white flag waved and uh, were able to be there. Uh, that dropped Gaffar back to fourth mm -hmm. and then uh, Meza in fifth. Uh, the penalty for Weldon dropping him down to 18th was contact uh, with the 177 of Spencer Conrad, they were all in that group. I mean, it was a large. Ah, okay. group. It was a large yeah. group. Yes, it was. And I'm I'm gonna guess that was on the final lap because Conrad was up there. So I'm assuming there was some contact between them two on the final lap because Conrad actually ended up in the 19th position. Oh, they so, both. Yeah, okay. Uh, Weldon getting a five second penalty, dropping him down to 18. There you go. Uh, all in all, uh, impressed though with Weldon's speed. Like David said, they kind of came on at the end of the, well, he and Oliver coming on at the end of the weekend. Uh, last weekend on the Super Mile, and yeah, the bottom, the bottom Weldon was just coming through the field, like just every lap coming through, move, move, getting to the front, getting himself in the right spot, and really the racecraft was strong. I didn't see the incident between he and uh, and Conrad, uh, but he did go to the outside. Gaffaro's in the inside, and I, and I think he was hoping to try to run the outside and get out of it, but just didn't work. Sometimes the outside way works, sometimes it doesn't. Agreed. All right, moving to the next one here. If you have any questions, folks, feel free to po post them up here. Uh, David and I will do our best to find them. But today, remember, we're going to do it live again tomorrow, so there's an opportunity for us to give you uh, an update what happened then. Um, let's go uh, KA100 Junior. Uh, John Burke ends up with the fast lap of the race. I don't, I, I literally don't remember how this thing all. I knew it was like well, six guys in the top pack. Go. Burke started. Oh, that's at the pre-final book. We pause this show for a quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back 
to the mid-1990s. Most recently, Leading Edge Motorsports and Greg Bell helped guide Danny Formel to victory at both the Rock the Rio and the Supercarts USA Super Nationals 23. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer for IP karting, which includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports is already looking forward to the 2021 season, which begins with the Challenge of the Americas, the premier winter series on the West Coast under the Rock Cup USA banner. Leading Edge Motorsports is also eyeing the Florida Winter Tour and several other programs. Arrive and Drive services to cart preparation and driver coaching are all available under the LEM 10 throughout 2021. Greg Bell has been building racing engines for over 20 years, and he's excited with the continuing growth of his new Mega Power race motor building program. It doesn't matter what color your chassis is, choose Mega Power to get to the front. For more information, click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com and find them on Facebook. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Thank you for listening to the EKN Radio Network. We now join the show already in progress. But was involved in a opening corner wreck. Oh, you said he went down to 19th. was right? down to the 19th position <laughs> on the opening circuit. And so you're figuring, well, you know, maybe a top 10 finish for him. But as they kept racing and racing ahead of him, ahead of him yeah. he kept picking off guys, picking off guys. He eventually got himself up into the lead group. And then, um, yeah, so lap, he was 19th there. Uh, some more contact uh, on lap 15 involving Mateo Rubio Luengo trying to make a move up to, um, I think it was trying to get into third and actually <laughs> shot up to, to get along Carson. I think Morgan was leading at the time. So essentially it was, was what were you talking about? An I-70. Oh, that's right. That, yes. Shot to the inside, essentially went from like fourth to first. You could have one pass, yeah. maybe two. One for three. One for three. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, and so it essentially caused a little bit of chaos there. I think yeah. Polsky was one who uh, who got uh, the bad bad part and of I it. Think, didn't Burke over under at that point or something? Like get him Burke just kind of went through it. Yeah. All. Yeah. Was able to avoid. Well, I wasn't sure about through it. Was right. able to get through it all. Came out leading the race and uh, essentially was able to hold off uh, the rest of the, yep. the lead group who kind of diminished after that contact, but uh, was able to hold off Brent Cruz uh, for the victory. I thought West Workman did a great job. Weston was in there scrapping away. Uh, hardcore got himself up. It could have been dropped a couple times, but ended up being in the middle of the fight. And Thomas Nunziata and Brent Cruz both uh, have been really good, of course, all, all the first weekend and have started off strong this weekend as well. So, uh, yeah, John Burke, I think that's three wins for him in K100 Junior. No, yeah, we don't have the points. The points are there. I mean, I can grab them if you want. Well, yeah, I don't look. Oh, got time. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain it's three wins for Burke. Got uh, Cole to get his laptop out. He's going to have to go to work and get everything dialed in there. Um, yeah, so that was K100 Junior. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure on that one. We can jump back there if we have to. It's not going to take us long. I mean, we can talk about something else. I mean, talk about our shirts. <laughs> yeah, Heidi Welk is here, folks. So if you're at trackside, make sure you head over to the Styled Aesthetic Tent just by the bathrooms, about by the grid. Uh, get at, get a, there's not a lot of support carding t-shirts left. Uh, if you haven't bought one yet, 
Let's take care of them. They're going to go back to already. You were correct. Yes. Two wins. John Burke. So that's his third win. Then. So that's, yeah. that's, it is his third win because, yes, you were talking about how a good finish here and tomorrow would essentially put him in the uh, catbird seat. Okay, you got, you're going to be pulling this out. Great question from Emery Lida. Can he clinch the championship tomorrow? I think, yeah. It's a, well, that, it's a that's what you talked about. If I he mean, wins. When you win three times, yes. it, it certainly helps. Out of four, yes. best five. Where did, five he fin- where did he finish? What, what, what's his, what's uh, his drive? So he's got four straight podiums. Yeah, so, I mean, three yes. wins. so, so a yeah. win, a win, <laughs> not even a win. Probably now, obviously, game. losing points in the prefinal doesn't doesn't help. You know, he what he came from. That's true. Was nine, uh, he was eighth, eighth in the prefinal. Yeah, but that's not too bad. Yeah, so. no, no. It's again, it's just it's it, it's stealing points from other people, right? You get, you get a fast lap of the race here too, which is uh, right fast lap. Yeah, which is another ten points. So, uh, yeah, I think he can lock it in tomorrow for sure. Uh, as if he goes out, and ends up winning. It's a, it's a done deal. He's got the thing locked and loaded, which is good. Uh, Ka 100 senior, um, uh, really, really early became what six six carts at, at one point. Uh, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure Austin Osborne was caught in the middle there at one point. Maybe he might have been five carts. Osborne was Osborne was seventh, yeah, kind of by himself. The man, yeah. the man on the island, just <laughs> waiting for for them to either come back to him or for the group behind him to catch him, and eventually the group behind him caught him. But the the top six was pretty patient. You know, not a lot of jostling. I agree. Not a lot of shuffling there. You know, if somebody may move, okay, we'll settle back in. So it was it was a little bit calmer than I think it was, you know, last weekend for I, these guys. But, again, still six drivers who were really quick uh, up front. I also do think there was a couple, of, a couple of guys out there that probably weren't working with each other. You know, there, there was times the guys could have been working with each other, and it just seemed to me like, again, I mentioned on the broadcast, I think it seemed like guys were just, I'm just going to race as hard as I can. I'm going to make moves. I'm going to make some dive bomb moves. I'll let the chaos happen behind me. Well, I saw that in junior a lot. I, I thought I think I saw it in senior, but too. Well, right? essentially, yeah. I mean, the only teammates you had was uh, Cicero, Nate Cicero, and Bryson Morris. Yeah. But as we've seen, Morris doesn't really work with anybody. He kind of just goes off and does what he does. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but the rest of them are all non-teammates. So uh, you know, that that has a lot to do with it. You know, if you don't have a, a dancing partner, it's yeah. kind of, you know, you're on your own. and. And I think you're you're right. You know, it's better to be ahead of the chaos than behind. That's you. it. If you, if you throw it in there and the chaos happens behind you, you're going to get that gap you're looking for. Emery Lida also said that pretty sure Morris can clinch both championships and senior tomorrow if everything goes right. And I think that's probably the case. Well, we haven't well. talked about who actually won the race. Yeah, where he finished. Let's jump into that. Let's go. Do it. Um. Yeah. It was so they essentially were patient until the last couple of laps. <laughs> that's, right. that's when kind of the chaos happened. Yeah. yeah. Um. And really, the race was decided in cell corner tower. As uh, Cicero, the Winter Series champion, mm-hmm. was able to uh, to put himself into the lead in that corner, and then more jostling behind him allowed him to kind of cruise through the uh, the checker. Oh, that was Mars and Adams kind of going at it, coming out of the left, the, the double left hander coming into the right eleven, and yeah, they just at that point he was able to stretch out enough that they were going to challenge. Um, Luca Mars ends up second, Garrett Adams in third behind Nate Cicero. He's he's still in the fight though, too, championship wise, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, he well, was yes. fourth coming in. What's he dropping? He's dropping a he's dropping a 194. Yeah. It's all it's to be honest, the way that Bryce has run in both K one hundred and X thirty senior, and the way he has if the consistent finishes he's had, literally he just if he wins, he wins. It's as simple as that. But he, again, we have two rounds of racing still. So you still got to be wins. good yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. If you're not that's good it. five straight days, then you got to make it up on the final day. It's true. And, you know, you have Lemke who won round one, so he's kind of had the target on his back. Mm-hmm. And nobody, again, nobody's working together. Dude. He's kind of been, been the uh, the bullseye. He's not working with anybody. But he's fifth. Right. He was fifth today, Morris fourth. So, again, you got you got Morris, Lemke, Adams, Cicero. Ferris was actually sixth in the race but got – Dropped down to yeah. eighth. He was higher uh, up. I'm not quite right. sure what happened on there, but but uh, he was coming in fifth in points. Mockaby had some issues today. I actually didn't. Yeah, I don't think he ran today. today. That's right. Because again, uh, somebody said that this track is a little bit tougher. Okay. And some people were bailing. Somebody out, said. So somebody. Somebody told us that. Not, yeah. uh, not going to happen. But um, uh, here's one thing I do want to mention, and that's uh, Terra Nota. Who I think start they started the pole well, position, earned the pole position, earned the pole on the uh, in qualifying. Yeah, and and then it came from deep in the field. Well, got wrecked in the opening That's corner it. and pulled off. This is it. And but then came from deep in the field in the main event. I was watching him come through the field and just uh, did a tremendous job getting himself up to eleventh. I think yeah, almost into the top ten. Uh, but all in all, really good run. I just wanted to say that. From, yeah, from so hard field. charger for him. Yeah, up to twelfth, and then uh, Ferris was a pushback bumper. Okay, there you have it. All right. Uh, if you have any questions, guys, serve it up. I'd love to hear them.
is uh, Friday night, 920. Uh, X30 Jr. Uh, this is uh, – <laughs> Uh, the, the fight in this category is almost the same thing where these guys really, it looks like they're going to work together a little bit and then they're together, you know, like somebody's tapping the back of their head the next second. The minute it looks like you tap my head and he's passing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to work with each other. They're all diving on the inside each other on, on a regular basis. And that they, I think they probably could have pulled away and did that, you know, six drivers, five, four, three, dropping the last guy. Didn't happen at all. Uh, this was a pretty crazy finish, as I remember. Uh, well, Paul Bocuse stepped up late and got into the fights. Essentially, right? let, let's get to the midpoint of the race where uh, we had a number of DNFs, including uh, Jace Park, mm -hmm. uh, lap 10, who actually flipped over. That's true. Uh, that was coming, coming was, out. Yeah. A lot of jostling, especially at the scoreboard corner in this, this race all, all week, all race long. And it uh, looked like three drivers all going for the same piece of real estate on the exit. Uh, Park was the uh, the victim of all of it and essentially ended up going over and, and sliding on his head. Um, not quite sure what type of injury he received. He was able to get he up the, the right way. So it uh, had, might have been possibly something with his hand or, or wrist, as you said. But uh, that kind of essentially shuffled up the, uh, the lead group because they were all within the lead group. Mm -hmm. uh, him along with uh, Burke and Anunziata were uh, victims in the uh, the incident. And it just... I don't think it needed to happen. They were they were like that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh on back. The leaders were kind of up front, the top top three, not not a long way away. But they kept battling each other. They were they were literally two wide, three rows deep, going into the into the scoreboard corner in turn number four. And as they came out of the corner, I want to say that Burke potentially got kind of almost pushed off to the track, and of course, starting to wheel up, lean back into the bit, and got into it. And I want to say that maybe Park was on the inside, and they kind of got together and. Three, three drivers going for the same piece. Of Doesn't work. Essentially, yeah. is what it was. So that shuffled things up. Polsky ended up coming out with the, with the lead, uh, but he was run down by Brett Cruz, Morgan, and Bocuse, as you were talking about. And eventually, uh, Cruz was able to uh, to get away and earn the victory. Um, Polsky was third, oh, it looks like fourth, uh, as they crossed the line with Morgan and Bocuse in second and third. Uh the DQ for Max Opolsky was a weight was not fastened correctly. Oh, I heard. I heard. I did not know until I looked at the app. Yeah, I, I heard. Just, they, I, it wasn't. Uh, Ryan Perry told me it wasn't double nutted. No, that's you know, it's on. It's on. You know, it's on the tech sheet. <laughs> if you've signed off on it that it's double nutted, it's it's your responsibility. I mean, it's no different than that's having a, a the wrong washer in your spark plug. Yeah, it's a lot different. But this is a lot. No, this is more safety. It's a lot different. It's not a performance deal. I, I get, I get the, the washer's not a performance deal either. If you have a washer on your plug, it's, it's a performance hold deal. Hold on, hold on. No, because it's not the right washer. If it's a different thickness, it is. I the plug goes deeper into the combustion chamber. I disagree. I don't think anybody will agree with you, David Cole. If you have a wrong, if you have the wrong washer, if you don't use the washer, the plug goes deeper in, and it changes the. I don't want to argue. It changes the. Well, we got too long of a show to be sitting here. Engine builders, tell me what it changes. Tell me what it changes. Some, I we'll talk about it tomorrow with somebody that knows more than you. But the, the double knot doesn't change anything, does it? No. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's tough. But yeah, like you said, sign off on it. Yeah, signed yeah. off on it. So it's your responsibility. And uh, yeah. there you go, Matt Langford. Plug washer thickness makes it. It might. He has no. Matt has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I've never seen him more. Danny Formel, smaller washer, more compression. Yeah. What I just said. Okay, so what? So if you're running a thicker washer, it well, should slow you down, right? You're just done. Okay. Yes. That's what I'm referring to. No, you're not referring. Yeah, because to that. John Crow. John Crow. I thought he didn't have well, a washer. Yet, I thought he didn't have a washer on. That was the key. All yeah. the way in. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Either way. Anyways, Brent Cruz with the win. When, when you dominate and a washer's not gonna a washer's not gonna give you two tenths of a second to lap. You're gonna get these guys. Give me, coming, give me, give me guys gonna say it. Two tenths? Brent Cruz, Carson two Morgan. Two tenths. Brent Cruz, Carson Morgan, Paul Bocuse, Paul with fast lap of the race. Uh, obviously that win, I, I always say you get yeah. that first win. Size, size doesn't matter. Chrissy win. That's <laughs> we're gonna break that one up. Oh yeah, that's bad. So this is Matt Langford says plug washer thickness does make a difference. I agree. Danny Formal, smaller washer, more compression. Exactly. Uh, Danny Formal says, I love it. You guys are wrong on the whole finish match. <laughs> Lots of possibility too, Matt. I apologize. I don't 
you obviously watch it much closer than we because I announced 18 races today, so I wasn't quite sure what happened. Uh, uh, I oh, oh, hold on. So Matt's telling us Morgan P1 bumper, Lacus P2 bumper. Oh, that oh well, then maybe that's, that's what it was. Let's get the update then. I appreciate this. Well, yeah. Was that what it was? Go on, go on. Like, was that, I'm, that I'm what it was? Right now. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. Because Opolsky, I thought Opolsky, oh, maybe it was Morgan that crossed the line for us. You're right. Okay. So what's the pushback? How much was it? Five seconds? Um, I got to get the numbers. Give me the Matt, Matt's, Matt's hugging us up. I because that. that's the problem with these sheets. They don't tell us the penalties and how we have to yeah. go to this stupid app. <laughs> Sorry. It's not stupid, but it's just frustrating because it should, everything should be on paper. It is tougher for us to do that. Is for so, sure. yeah. So what are the numbers? 788. Pushback bumper penalty, three seconds. 701 pushback bumper, three seconds. So, yeah, and he would have been. Yeah, so they would have been, been one, two, and Cruz was third. He would have been dead. That's it. Okay. Matt's good thing I didn't write the story yet. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right. Well, that's good. That's, yeah, don't, don't do Christie's. That's enough. Don't that's enough. Christie's. That's good. We'll get rid of Matt Steele off there right now. Uh, all right. He says, like I said, I can only get yelled at so much. Wear a mask. <laughs> good night to you. See, stay at home. Uh, all right. Let's go uh, X30. Uh, let's start with X30 Master. Uh, we bring Miguel Mir into the fight for cross-league competition. He wasn't able to make it last weekend. An issue from uh, Adam Pettit, who is the point leader, I believe, coming in. Yes, I think so, point leader, second. Uh, he had some having an issue early on, goes to the tail of the field. So he's essentially out of it anyways. Uh, Miguel Mir leads for a majority of the start. Scott Roberts right there with him. It gets the pass for the race lead and win. It starts to get dicey because Mir got back by him, and they were kind of dicing up a little bit, as I remember. Um, and then Sal Sparacillo got clo closed up as well. But in, in the end, Scott Roberts was able to hold the spot. He got a pass, I think, in the final lap over in turn four. Right. Green corner. Oh, in the green corner. Yeah, green corner. Yeah, that, that seemed to be. A, I don't want to give anybody secrets out, but it seemed to be a, a lot of guys passed there. Very good, even in the shifter categories, yep. especially. It seemed Indeed. to be a, a great opportunity to pass there. Uh, I know Scott passed Miguel at least one or twice, once or once or twice in the, in the turn four as well. So that's that was what ends up happening there. Roberts had a fast lap the race, crucial in the championship because he gets those ten points for the bonus as well. And then also uh, wins with uh, with with Pettit going back and forth uh, in the uh, KA 100 Masters category. Um, Nick Tucker, Jonathan Silva battling out at the end of that race and ends up uh, they end up going it back and should, forth. It should have been a three driver fight, but yep. uh, Pettit got into the mix as he was coming back. Trying I'm to not come, quite sure what happened. Trying to come through those guys, but it ended up with Jenkins turned around at the start finish line during what lap? Five had to have been as they were coming to super uh, early in the race to, yeah. to uh, complete lap five. So essentially allowed Tucker and Silva to drive away as Jenkins pulled out. And Tucker passed Silva like, on the last lap, I think, and then uh, uh, actually no, passed him in the green corner. Silva had a lead around Tucker, yep. uh, I think. We pause this show for a quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Experience and passion. That's what led to the launch of Amax Racing. Owner Charles Maxwell began Amax Racing in 2015, expanding the operation in 2019 with a focus on driver development for drivers of all age groups and backgrounds. From top level drivers to grassroots racers or families looking for a team that will help them achieve their goals, Amax Racing can guide you with the absolute best trackside service at affordable prices. No matter the chassis, Amax Racing welcomes you and has the experience to put you on the top of the podium. You can join the Amax Racing family at the WK Manufacturers Cup Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, and local events around the Indianapolis area. The operation is also set to compete at the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals later this season. For more information, contact them at 317-437-5886 or find them on Facebook. Amax Racing, all of your karting needs under 110. Technology, design, and manufacturing. These components are what make Kart Republic a world champion. The Kart Republic chassis has earned two FIA World Karting Championships. Here in the U.S., the brand has earned multiple victories and championships in senior, junior, and cadet competition. Kartsport North America is the country's importer and distributor for Dino Chiesa's Kart Republic chassis, and as a leader in American karting, 
They are focused on providing stability for the sport and quality products and service for the community. Whether you'd like to find the Cart Republic dealer closer to you or schedule an arrive and drive package with its official North American race team, contact Cart Sport North America through their official website, kartsportna.com. We are Republic. We are one. Thank you for listening to the EKN Radio Network. We now join the show already in progress. Two to go, if I recall correctly, somewhere around there. And uh, and Tucker made his move at the green corner. And, and Jonathan tried the over-under. Tried the over-under, but just pinched it, pinched it <laughs> a little bit too hard oh. and uh, lost all the momentum. And, yes, uh, I heard this as well. Yes. Danny Formal saying that Arab Castro going to race tomorrow as well. So that would be great. Throw Arab Castro into the fight, which I think would be cool. So he's coming to run as well. Uh, two more to go. Uh, we got X30 Senior, then we got the, we'll, we'll roll through the shifter car categories. Let's go X30 Senior right now. Um, up front, David, uh, with a, see what penalties there were in this particular category. Uh, this was a, I think the top five is safe. I thought it was like, it was back and forth. One of the guys I was watching, of course, was you're wondering whether or not he can win his fourth champion, fifth championship is Ryan Norberg. He was back in 10th at one point, then he worked his way up. I, I want to say he almost got the fourth position. He was in a pretty good battle with Braden Eves. Up front, though, the three drivers were uh, Jarsakrak, Luke Mars, and Arias Dugnegian. All three drivers took turns up front. Along with the uh, top qualifier, Thomas Nevo. Or, yeah. Sorry, Thomas Nevo. Thomas Nevo from PSL Carding was in there as well. That's right. Now, now Nevo was there, but then he got shuffled back and then fought his way all the way back up again. And we'll talk about the last lap. Kind of. Actually, we'll go to the last lap, essentially. Uh, Dugnegian had the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nevu was, I think, in second spot. It came out of turn double apex, I'm calling it turn 10, through turn 11, which is the right hand that leads on the straightaway down to the final corners. And essentially, Mars tossed it in there. And I, it was hard for me to see whether or not it was aggressive contact. All I know is Nevu is straight off the racetrack. He uh, he got locked in with Mars bumpers. Somehow their bumpers ah, got okay. locked. I didn't think it didn't seem like a pump. Like a, yeah, it just somehow Nevu just kind of. Sorry. It's all right, Nevu. We'll get Nevu. there. Uh, Shot away. I don't know if it was just to to kind of detach himself from the bumper, but literally they got they got locked locked in, and uh, he ended up getting the worst of it as as Mars was able to continue. But that allowed Jarzakrak to go from fourth to second, uh, and allowed our uh, Duke Mansion area area. I can write it. I can't say it. <laughs> Listen, the La- fact- allowed him to go to the victory. Yeah. Back you can write it still pretty impressive. Yeah. Too. Well, that, yeah, it's been easy to write that. So George cracks able to get second on that, and that run Luca Mars ends up in third. Was that what the way they ended on that track yeah. or was there yeah. a penalty? No, no penalties up in the top 10. All right. Um, Thomas Navu ends up going down to the ninth position. Uh, there's a lot of running back and forth between uh, between Norberg, R. Scott, Eves, Bryson Morris. Morris was back to 10th, and I think we talked about the championship a little bit with Emery. Um, Morris was 10th. I'm, I'm saying to myself, wow, this is going to really open things up if he ends up finishing 10th. He keeps working forward. There's a little bit of crap in front of him that gets moving people around, one of them, of course, being Navu, as we said. Somehow Morris ends up uh, P5 when it's all said and done. I think one of the, one of the, the most badass passes – was probably Hannah Greenmeyer going to the inside of Norberg in turn number 13, which is the second last corner, the right, the left, the right, coming into the, the left-hander. It was open. Hannah tossed it in there, and no contact out of the whatsoever. Maybe a little bit. I don't think there was much. And boom, she gets through on Norberg. And that puts and that point, Norberg was going backwards, and he was actually running, as I said, eighth position before Nabu went off. And it really wasn't looking good uh, for Norberg. And like I said, I, I thought he was – I almost thought he crossed the line in tenth, so I'm, I want to feel like it was a penalty or two, but maybe not. No, uh, he ends up in seventh position. He's really in a tough place to be right now. Um, Came in second in the points, so he had that going for him. But uh, obviously, needed to gain ground on Morris, who's leading the championship yeah. with his two uh, two victories. So uh, losing ground in the championship there. Uh, Luca Mars came in in third in points, so he's he's getting a little bit closer to Morris. Obviously, two spots in the main event certainly helps, but uh, we'll see how kind of things shake yeah. out. I mean, it's three straight podiums for Mars. Or sorry, yes, three three straight podiums for Mars. Wow. So. All right, uh, fast lap of the race with Jonathan Ports. Uh, he had it coming through the field to finish thirteenth. Got to get the fast lap, so a uh, solid run for Ports there. Let's uh, comment with Chuck Caffera saying, "Aren't we supposed to be social distance six feet, guys?" No, this is the EKN bubble. 
Oh, we're in the bubble. We're in the EK and bubble. It's all right. That's why we spent some time up in the corner there. Alicia, exactly. We have our, our, our separate bedrooms, so that's good. That's true. That's yeah. true. We got the bubble. All right, I let's want to sleep with him. Let's go to the shifter card category. We'll cap things off here right now. Uh, uh, the Pro Two category, no, G Two category, is all Nathan Stewart. He's won five, uh, four races in a row. Not only is he uh, the smiling Kiwi. <laughs> wow. He's been smiling all last weekend, this, this weekend. This is what's blowing me into the water. I'm actually seeing the guy smiling. He takes yeah. a picture with his wife and there's not a smile. Man, I don't know what it is. He's got a beautiful, cool wife. You can't even smile around her. She loves karting. She loves fireball. She's awesome. Yeah. She works out. She runs. She's beautiful. And she's funny. Why Why can't he smile? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's smiling because Rod Clenard's not here. A oh, good point. To, That's, to, make, yeah, to yeah. make any mistakes. He was smiling on Sunday because he was leaving. <laughs> And now he's smiling because he's not here. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. Poor Rachel here. Uh, so G2, as we said, he's smoking it. The thing about Nathan, he's running up with – he's running with some – like in the middle of a group with uh, with with G1 drivers, with Pro 2 drivers, with Pro drivers. He's like kind of in this group. Uh, right just outside the top 12, you end up finishing 14th overall. Nathan did a good job there for a PSL karting. Uh, Justin Peck and Ken Schilling capping off the podium there. G1, Skitchy Barnes versus Joe Rook. And, uh, man, I, I, Nathan told me that he was behind them for a lot of it and was watching them go back and forth because the race was really, really good. And then, of course, they come to the turn 13. They were, they were He was inverted. Um, <laughs> through 13, no, through 12, Skitchy Barnes leading. It's actually 15, but. No, I, listen, I counted all the corners. Okay. I don't know where you okay. get that from. Whatever you want to talk about. Thank you very much. Through 12, over to 13. You can tell me where the other corners are. Through the Pat's Acres, where they had like nine corners in the first two, uh, into the into the left hander, and Sketchy had a little bit of room left over. Joe's like, I'm going for it. In he goes. They're side by side a little bit. All of a sudden, up goes inverted. Up goes Joe. All I see is the bottom of the race factory chassis. Over he goes. Scott ends up slowing it, but Scott's able to keep going. Ends up coming through for the win. So uh, it was a it was a pretty wild finish for sure. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't help. Uh... Joe for the championship chase because it obviously dropped him down to third because yep. uh Anthony uh, Stifler. Yep, Anthony Stifler. <laughs> it's funny the HMG guys were like, man, I think he might win. <laughs> but but uh, Barnes was able to keep it running and, <laughs> and cross the line. Obviously, with them actually pitted next to each other under the same tent, it's a little it's oh, that's right. It's it's funny. <laughs> but uh it, you know it, it we're just happy to see Joe was okay. Yeah, exactly. Obviously he got up and, yeah. and took the shirt off and had the uh the whole chest hair hanging out. Well the next time I think he's gonna tell his wife give him the thumbs up that she's he okay. He needs to do he that didn't tell her he will not be married very much she's gonna bitch slap me what's gonna happen. Uh in the pro two category this was actually a really good race in pro two there's a bunch of pretty quick drivers in there. Uh, it was Chente Salas and uh, Gavin Bailey who kind of jetted away for first and second. Uh, because of contact in the opening. Uh, that's round. true, because we lost a couple of guys over. Bailey, Bailey, Griff, or Bailey, Bailey Griffin, Griffin and uh, Anthony Freeze. Anthony Freeze, who uh, won the pre-fight. Yeah, Freeze is going into the corner, into the very start. It's a really good start. Well, I think it was right behind Rory Vanderster, and I believe contact from behind. It might have been from Smith Harden. Uh, gets into the back, kind of spins some people around. Bailey Griffin gets caught up in that. So those two drivers who expected to probably battle for the race win or at the very least podiums for both those drivers, they end up going to the back. Uh, Chente Salas in the factory car takes full advantage of it. He and Gavin Bale have really never separated for the entire race. Right. It looked to me after not a great start that Josh Pearson was going to be able to get himself in the third and actually made a move uh, on Jason Enrique in the GFC and was able to get the spot. But as they came out of the green corner back through seven and eight, Enrique really never kind of released and let go of and they were making contact through seven. Again, this is my view from the back, not not in car or anything like that, but they kind of got together, and it appears like they just didn't let, let up at all. And Enrique ended up climbing up on top of Pearson, and they both kind of spun off. Enrique was able to continue and confirm that he got a penalty because I want to say that he finished ahead of Andy Rule on the racetrack, but I'm pretty sure that he got a penalty for avoidable contact. He did. Uh, Andy Rule, tremendous job for her. She was uh, pushing hard. She was able to eventually get into third after that contact. Enrique kind of tracked her down a little bit and was able to make a move to get by, but uh, nonetheless – uh, Andy Rule ends up finishing the video. Andy Rule ends up, ends up finishing in third spot. She's doing a great job hustling that shifter card around. There's no doubt. Uh, uh, Enrique ends up fourth and Zach Schiff. Good to see Zach back here again. Back in the stars of karting days. On the first card, he ends up. Uh, I know he's been doing a lot of racing with HMG guys on the, on the team. I think it's his first race this year. I would I think he's been in the card all season. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
Not bad for an old guy. He used to run ADCC Junior and then Senior. I know he's almost he 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 looks like a master driver, but he's not quite there. <laughs> oh, I gotta throw him under the bus. He's Ohio State, so I throw him under the bus whenever oh, I can. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Especially this year because we were gonna win. All right, all right. But no football. Yeah, this is true. Uh, all right, let's wrap things up. Uh, and this is, I think, one of the cool factors, the coolest things of the, of the entire weekend to start off our second weekend because really the first week of the triple header. Uh, running that super mile layout was all Magic Kart USA, right? Because all three of their drivers were able to get one win. Andrew Bedozo, round one. Uh, Rory Vanderster, round two. And A.J. Myers, round number three. And the Burrell guys, Jake French and Danny Formal and the Charles Leclerc, uh, they were, were great, were good, but not they just weren't there to, to really fight with it. Wholesale change, a lot of work done on the cart uh, with uh, Jake's dad, uh, Mark French, from Full Gas. And wow, French just came out of the gate like an absolute rocket at the start, uh, was able to take the lead early and then hold A.J. Myers at bay. And a new layout, you know, again, yeah, it's you know, national. everybody's used to yeah. the national layout. And essentially, that's what the super mile is, aside from the uh, the uh, the ski Agreed. jump yeah. that Formal gains a half a, a second rock. over everybody, <laughs> yeah. which is, you know, yeah. isn't able to do that on the rest of the race track. But um, yeah, so... Uh, um, you know, Formal got the uh, the whole shot. He top qualifier, pre-final winner, got the whole shot. But French was able to strike early, and essentially, that's something we haven't really seen up front a lot, aside from the Myers Formal contact. I think it was round two. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of passing up front because no, right. once once yeah. kind of they get settled in, it's almost like it's it, they're 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 going ten tenths and they're at a hundred percent, and there's no room to give. And uh, we haven't seen a lot of passing well, position late. And what in a shifter car, what's one of the best ways to pass at Newcastle? It's hard under the brakes. And I'm sorry, French, Myers, Formal, Musgrave, which one of those guys are going to outbreak each other? Like, let's be real. Like, these guys are unbelievable deep on the brakes, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean they're all, everyone's going to tell you they're better than each other. I mean, Ron White is the best of them all. <laughs> yeah. But yep. he's not here. But yep. you, you take any one of those drivers and you can put him second best. That's it. That's the, I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. You're going to get, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Ron White. Wow, big time. I mean, the guy's like 45 years old and he's getting still races. Yeah, guys, right? about that. Yeah. He's a badass. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, French with the win, Myers second, Danny Formal, a lot of pressure from behind. Um, first from Rory Vanderster, then from Billy Musgrave. Billy Musgrave on the factory cart looking really good, much different than he was last week, really kind of able to dial things in. So, Chente Salas ends up getting the win on the factory cart in Pro 2, and Billy uh, P4, Randy, uh, Rory Vanderster rather in fifth. I keep him in the championship, David, because he obviously was in pretty good shape. Uh, he had one bad race, the opening race. I think he finished a little further down. Uh, yeah, just 162 in the opening round. One of the things is with this particular category, everybody in the pro class, pro shifter class had at least one bad race. Yeah. Vanderster, 162 points in the opening race. You go to AJ Myers, and he gets, remember, he got the contact 217 in race two, contact with Myers over in turn number eight. Even his opening round was only 210. There you go. So that's yep. his drop race. Because he can't, he's, yep. he's got to keep the second round. Pedoza wins the opening round 175 in the third when he had some issues. Yeah. Kyle Wick kind of across the board, nothing super, super special. Where yeah. he's, now he had a good run out of the box with pole in the opening round, but he really hasn't, hasn't been up I there. Mean, all those six drivers are essentially still in the championship chase when you had French was sixth. French. French was sixth coming in. Yeah. So he's going to jump up. Yeah. Because again, it was what's, yeah, 100 points going into this weekend. 100 points from first to six. Yeah. There you go. So that's, you know, you can gain it like, again, five, five spots, six spots, almost 100 yeah. points. And Rory Vanderster with fast lap of the race as well. So, so it's not even one of the, yeah. So he gets 10 points there, which I think is pretty solid. So I mean, I mean, the bonus points could essentially decide the championship in this category, which will be uh, pretty exciting. Well, I think the key thing too is we, and we, we went over this quite a bit. You don't, I guess you don't think about it in the opening weekend, but every point and every opportunity, every, even the pre-finals are super important. Some guys may settle back in the pre-final and not get aggressive. Well, there's just, there's 10, 15 points a spot. You got to go for it. Yeah, I mean, you go for it if it's there. You know, you got you got to weigh the the percentage of, of a move, you risk, know, risk reward. Yeah, yeah. You know, so sure. and, you know, we talk like we're experts at it. I mean, we can, <laughs> <laughs> we can see it. We just can't. We do just it. can't do it. That's I mean, especially this guy. That's I'm gonna drink. Now. Uh, all right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions right now, pop them up. We're going to give you a couple seconds to give us some questions. Yeah, we can go three more minutes. That's it. We'll be done. That's it. Three minutes. David knows how to, he wants to put some commercials into the podcast later. 
Well, then it'll be quarter to ten. You know, I gotta finish writing. I gotta do points. I gotta have another cocktail. I have to do points. I gotta but, relax a little you know, bit. If you want to talk about points all weekend, because I, I know you, math is hard for you. I work so hard the entire day. Math is I hard. Voice on the oh, mic. Yeah. David just phones it in, takes a couple pictures. That's about it. Puts a couple things up on the internet. Walks around. I do nothing at all. I didn't say you did nothing, David. Yeah. I said it was easy. I said what you do is easy. Oh, okay. Danny Formal says, see you tomorrow. Let's say, you know, Danny, we will do exactly that, my friend. Big thank you to Anson Motorsports, one of our broadcast partners of the show. Who's the uh, other one? Franklin, Franklin Motorsports, Motorsports and, and Trinity Karting Group, our good friends of Trinity. And, of course, Team Cooper Tire as well. So I think we almost had all three on the podium. Uh, we probably did. Jeffrey Masters, I like that. Thank you for the awesome coverage and laughs, guys. Appreciate all you do for the sport. Jeff, appreciate that. Thank you. What's that, Alicia? Yep. I didn't see. I didn't see you do anything, Alicia. Up she, here, she is no. I'm gonna scroll. Oh, maybe I don't, I don't see. For it. some reason, hers are not coming up. Are they blocked by this? They, I think we have blocked. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> it's like basically. <laughs> uh, we'll do this, this again on Saturday night and Sunday night. Give you the debrief. Uh, I will tell you this right now. I'm not sure that uh, we'll be doing anything debrief live. I'm going to tell you that we're not doing anything debrief live next week because I'm going straight into Indy 500 prep uh, for my IndyCar radio gig. Maybe you could do Monday. Like, do like what you did with Rory and Bryson, depending on, you know. All right, we'll look at that. Monday. We'll look it's at not that. hard. You do, you, you set all, you set aside a half hour to do that while I'm driving home. You can at least yeah, do that. Notes, I got to figure out. Like, you're not here to help me out. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, 500. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We do appreciate it. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, we're good to go. All right. Done. Guys, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, uh, for sure, if you're trackside, make sure to step by and say hi to Heidi Welk. Awesome stuff. Uh, EK and swag. Lots of great great this stuff shirt. there as well. This shirt. This shirt. I'm not sure. Actually, this shirt. That shirt, shirt is there. Is it there? Yep. Uh, this hat. The one I like, and I'm not having any kids, but we have a baby onesie that says, my parents booked it. If you're having a kid. You can have, uh, you can have more kids. No. <laughs> no. 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 Two is enough? <laughs> Uh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I really cut you off guard there. Oh, good, good stuff. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here at the EK and Debrief Live. We do appreciate it. Uh, Newcastle Round Number 5, the Scusa Summer Nationals. Situation Saturday, tomorrow. We'll be live, of course, 9 o'clock, 9.05, something like that. From Trackside, we'll get things underway. And again, the full day qualifying, pre-final, final, all on the EK and Radio Network. Yeah, that happened to me. That's why I'm not going to have any kids. Thanks, folks. No, no. Yeah, what? the music. What? Yeah. What music? I don't do the music. I just shut it down. You want to do the music? No. Just say book it. Shut it down. Book it. 